Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. opponent preview series continues we go to como columbia missouri to talk the missouri tigers and who better than colin anthony of the mazodcast as he joins the show colin appreciate you taking the time man what's going on not much man i'm glad you glad to be here 
And like I said, off air, Colin, this is a really cool thing because we've done work with you guys way long time ago, but uh, the Armchair All-Americans connection and, of course, those that remember that are really day one fans, followers, listeners, whatever, of TSUS. And you guys are obviously continuing to doing great work at the Mazodcast and I think giving some of the most fun perspective on Missouri Tigers sports <laughs> as well, truly. I, I think that's why I've always been gravitated to you guys' content because it's it's not too serious. It's very fun, laid back. You're speaking with the yeah. fan, not even to the fan necessarily. So you guys do a great job. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I appreciate that. We had a uh, heated debate about French fries and uh, chicken sandwiches on our last show. So, yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously. The There's thing, some other stuff in there besides football. The things that people really care about, my friend. I love that. Well, let's That's talk, right. let's talk right. a little Missouri football, Colin, because I think Mizzou, one of the most intriguing teams in the SEC this year. Before we look at this year's team, let's look back, though, at 2022. Six and seven, three and five in SEC play a season ago. Lost the Gasparilla Bowl to Wake Forest, and that was coming in year three of Eli Drinkwitz. Just talk about that season because you look at the slate – I mean, you beat South Carolina, but then back-to-back losses to Kentucky and Tennessee. Close out your regular season winning two in a row. You get that big win over Arkansas, which I know you guys had a lot of fun with my guy John Neighbors over the last week or so talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, Arkansas should never lose to Mizzou. And it's it's so funny. It feels yeah, like yeah. every team that loses to Mizzou says that, but they lose to them. So it's like, well, what can you really say? Again, losing in that bowl game to Wake Forest. Just talk about, though, the 2022 season uh, for Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers. Oh, I mean, disappointing, obviously. Um, a couple of losses, uh, Alabama – or not Alabama, Auburn, specifically in Kentucky, were both bad, bad losses. Uh, games Mizzou should have definitely won. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz talked about it at the media days. Um, there was the that punt rule. I don't know if you guys remember that play. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, so uh, they were close to winning some games um, that they should have, and – Really, Eli hasn't been able to close, and I think most people are worried about the quarterback situation. I feel like most of Mizzou's shortcomings um, were, or at least on offense, were the result of uh, Brady Cook, uh, and he's a perfectly nice guy. He is a longtime Mizzou fan. He was recruited to uh, Mizzou. You know, he, there's, he's the kid that's got pictures of him at eight years old with a Mizzou cap on at the football game, and so he's easy to like, but he's not very good. And uh, my my friends in the more conventional media would the way they code that is by saying he's limited. That's the nice way of saying he's not good enough to play Division One football. Um, so and that's where we're at. And he had a torn labrum on top of that. And so really, the Eli Drinkwitz era has been marked by uh, sort of not knowing who to play a quarterback and very bad quarterback play for an offensive coach, or at least a guy who came in and sold as that is it's not a great look. Um, my brother is uh, fully off the bandwagon for Eli Drinkowitz. He did a John Wick-style shoulder roll off of that last season after watching Brady Cook start with a four-star right in the pine. And um, I'm still on board because he brings in a lot of recruits. He's um, Now, going wrong, we, we start um, Cook at the beginning of this season. I will join him barrel rolling off of the, uh, off of the, the wagon, but – uh, he's just like uh, right now. He's got he brought in a kid from Oklahoma, Theo Weist. He's uh, you know, had 10 scores last year, uh, over a thousand yards receiving. He's got Burden coming back this year, who is um, a four star. I guess you want to know about last season, but the reason I'm high on Drinkwitz to this point has just been the recruiting, but his season has been disappointing, uh, last year and then the years previous. And I think my brother pointed on the podcast that he will have to win at least four SEC games this year and have 
eight or nine wins just to get to the total Barry Odom had to get fired. And so his seat uh, is very hot. And last season had a lot to do with that. Yeah, you look at the last four years, Colin, to your point for Missouri football, six and six, five and five, six and six and six and six in the regular season. So I, I've made the joke before, and it's no offense, obviously, but that uh, Eli Drinkwitz to me feels like the Jeff Fisher of college football where he just goes 500 every single year. Um, fourth year for Eli, obviously, and it's, you know, the Gamecock side of things we'll get into late in the show because that's the one team. If he could, if he could just play South Carolina 12 times, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is the best coach <laughs> in college history. But uh, coming into his fourth season, like you mentioned, they just gave him an extension, which I think we all kind of raise an eyebrow out. But there's a lot of pressure coming in this year. I mean, when you return what they return, which we'll get into in a second, there's a lot of pressure to go one way or the other and just break the mold again of going 500 and kind of wallowing in mediocrity. So I'll ask you this. And when you look at the team they have, by the way, as well, there's reason to believe they could do that. What's the overall mood and the feelings around Eli Drinkwitz from the Missouri fan base going into his fourth season in Como? Well, I mean, like all fan bases, they you know you have your um... – you know, your diehards that are just going to support whoever the coach is regardless. But his seat is not just hot with, you know, um, the admin uh, and the uh, university. It's hot with the with the uh, fans. And like I said, we've had constant quarterback issues. Um, <laughs> it's funny, uh, Mizzou was making a – playing a big game, I think maybe it was against Kansas in basketball, and Eli Drinkowitz thought, you know, hey, wouldn't it be fun? I'll show up with a bunch of pizzas for the students all waiting to get in. And literally, when he showed up with pizzas, of course, the students loved it. And they also surrounded him and started chanting, start Sam Horn. And so, <laughs> I mean, like, they, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not fired yet. But, I mean, everybody is, you know, on him all the time uh, about some of these personnel decisions. And, um, again, you know, to listen to him talk at, like, the media days, uh, Sam Horn is his quarterback. Or, no, I'm sorry, not Sam Horn. Uh, Brady Cook is his quarterback. And it's it, somebody has to take that from him. And I think that decision in specifics or specific is the reason why fans are really starting to get frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. You know, going constantly 500 and then you can bring these big recruits in like Sam Horn, who is a four star and he doesn't play because you, and you've got a guy who is visibly limited starting and maybe Sam Horn isn't ready. You know, nobody's ready. You, nobody knows that until he plays. But uh, it's hard to. Really, it says two things about Eli Drinkwitz, and I know this is uh, constitutes a large part of the fan base. Is if Sam Horn isn't starting, if if Brady Cook is, it says one of two things: either Eli Drinkwitz can't figure out which quarterback is better, or two, the guy he recruited to play quarterback isn't good enough. But both of those things don't <laughs> aren't good for Eli Drinkwitz. So um, he's got a lot to prove. I, he's you know gotten the moniker Captain Five Hundred. And uh, it, it can all turn around, though. Mizzou is one of those fan bases, and I think South Carolina may be a little like this. It doesn't take much success for the fans to be like, all right, we're happy with this. We're not Alabama. We know we're not Alabama. You know, if we're not competing for you know championships every year, nobody's going to be on the hot seat. You know, you win eight or nine games uh, a season, you know, you kick a hole in Florida or, Kentucky, or, or uh, Tennessee once in a while, especially Tennessee. Uh, if you kick a hole in them once in a while, everybody's going to forgive a lot of shit. But uh, um, pardon my French. I don't know if you guys curse on your Good. show. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll overlook a lot of stuff. But right now he is um, not doing that. And he's not winning uh, close games. Uh, it's just, like I said, his seat's pretty hot. The fans are not high on him. You know, it's pretty 50-50 right now. I think a lot is going to going to uh, fall on who is the starting quarterback on the uh, on opening day, because that's that's I think 
for me and a lot of fans, that's what we're, we're ready to jump off the cliff if that's what happens. So, Colin, let's go to the offensive side of the football as we turn the attention to the 2023 Missouri Tigers. And my first note I have written here is they're a battle at quarterback because it's funny, most people I talk to at SEC Media Days, they mention that, oh, Brady Cook's QB1, no doubt. Brady Cook's QB1. What I heard Eli Drinkwitz say was Brady Cook is going to have a really tough time fending off. You mentioned Sam Horn, a four-star signee, and Jake Garcia, who's also a blue chipper out of the transfer portal coming from Miami. So, I think there's definitely a battle at the quarterback position. I mean, anytime the quarterback position is your number one question mark on your offense, there's going to be an open competition there. But you've got those three guys battling it out. Luther Burden the third, like you mentioned, he returns at wide receiver, uh, accompanied by Theo Weish Jr., who you picked up out of the transfer portal from Oklahoma, and Dennis Jackson coming over from Ole Miss. So some weapons on the outside for sure. Cody Schrader back at running back, 744 yards, nine touchdowns a season ago. And three of five are back on the offensive line, but there's a lot of experience in that two deep as well. So when you talk about the Missouri offense, does it simply just boil down to the quarterback play? Because it sounds like at the other positions, Mizzou has some weapons to work with. Yeah, and they've got another wide receiver, uh, Manning, coming in who's a four-star. I mean, they've got plenty of weapons. Um, and I – forgive me, the name escapes me. I think last name is Jones. we got a four-star running back who's sort of riding the pine behind uh, Schrader. Not that he, he needs to start right away necessarily, but there's talent everywhere on the field. And delivering the ball is, like I said, the biggest question and who can do that. And I agree that I don't think it's um, a lock that Cook takes the job. I think nothing about what Drinkwitz has said has been um, controversial. I mean, if you have a guy who starts 14 games for you the last the previous season and did nothing really to lose the job, I mean, he didn't do a good job as a quarterback. But, I mean, he didn't do anything to lose the job necessarily either. And so why wouldn't you say, well, this is this guy's job to lose? He was my starter. He continues to be my starter, and somebody's going to have to take it from him. And that's basically all Drinkwitz has said. Um so uh, I'm, I'm, you know, listen, hopeful that, that one of these guys can really take the, the horns to this offense because I think he's, there's a lot of talent on it. I, I've seen what Brady Cook has, and I'm not impressed. And I hate to say that. I mean, I hope, I've never hoped to be wrong more. You know, if he starts uh, Brady Cook and he becomes a uh, all-SEC quarterback, I know one will be happier than me. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, like I said, we talked about that limited ceiling, but uh, there's – especially at the wide receiver position. I mean, they're just, they've got talent for days. And But do they have a guy that can deliver that ball? Defense was the calling card for Mizzou a season ago, and it looks to be the same way this season. A huge jump in year one of defensive coordinator Blake Baker. Missouri ranked 15th nationally, second in the SEC in tackles for loss per game, and over 80%, Colin, of the production return. So there's a lot of reason to be optimistic and believe that these defense will be a strength once again for the Missouri Tigers, Darius Robinson, Christian Williams return up front. Uh, 2022 breakout star Tyron Hopper returns in the middle. You've got Ennis Rakestraw Jr., Chris Abrams-Drain, Jalen Carlies, and Joseph Charlton, who are all back in the secondaries. Again, eight starters return. Simply put, Colin, the defense should be the strength of this football team yet again. Absolutely. Tyron Hopper is, is, a, uh, is a draft pick. Uh, he sort of leads the whole – Thing. The Carly's guy in the, in the secondary um, is a playmaker. Uh, you know, Abrams Drain, they're good on they're good in the secondary. Um, you know, Tyron Hopper is a terrific court or linebacker. I think there's still questions up front, even with the returning guys. Um, you know, we lost, um, oh gosh, Wingo to LSU. 
And he was a huge, huge talent. And to lose him is going to hurt. I mean, I don't know who's going to fill that hole. I know they're looking at some guys, but um, the upfront still worries me a little bit. But if they get the upfront. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Solid. The defense should be stifling. I mean, honestly, it is not a hyperbole. They will be a handful for any team in the SEC next year if they can sure up that that defensive line. Now you look at the special teams. Riley Williams, the Aussie arrives via the portal at punter. You got big legged Harrison Mevis back, and then Luther Burden the third is lethal in the return game. Anything stand out in regard to special teams? You know, I'm a South Carolina guy. We got to talk a little special teams. Anything stand out in that facet of the game for Mizzou? Well, with the thicker kicker, uh, Harrison Mevis, everybody knows the thicker kicker. Um, he's got some ghetto booty on him, and uh, that's uh, everybody loves it. But uh, And he has really made some big kicks and some long kicks, and everybody fell in love with this guy. Now, at the end of last season, things got pretty shaky. And so I think everybody's looking for a resurgence from Harrison Mevis because when he's good, or, you know, and he's on his game. He's as good as anybody in the SEC. Oh, I mean, not, he has got a big to leg. Off, but to your point, he is 10 of 13 all time on field goals, 50 yards or longer. I mean, this dude is lethal. That he's he can bomb it. And it's like I said, he hit, he missed some easy kicks last at the end of last season. I think it was just a little in his head, but I think they're going to be fine there. Obviously, Burden gives them a real weapon in the return game. I wonder, depending on how, um, how much action he gets uh, on the offensive side if he won't share those duties a little bit. You know, in college football, I feel like they should always stick the guy with the most talent back there regardless. But um, I know at some point, you know, when, when their reps get really high, that sometimes they'll pull them out of there. But I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But really, um, they should be solid on special teams. I mean, of course, we haven't seen the punter yet. But but at least in the kicking game, return game, uh, it's, it's a strength, not a weakness in Mizzou's roster. So, Colin, as we look at the overall outlook, 14 starters are back from Mizzou, six on the offensive side, eight on the defensive side. And I feel like year four in Como for him, it's all about breaking the mold of going 500 and having that breakout season. And you look at the 2023 schedule, 
it starts out very favorably for Mizzou to really, in the first month, build some momentum. you got South Dakota, Middle Tennessee. Kansas State's a big one. That's going to be an interesting home matchup. Uh, Memphis as well. That's in St. Louis. Then at Vandy. So you've really got an opportunity to get things rolling before you host the LSU Tigers to kick off the month of October. That's been a really weird place for LSU to play as well. I think you guys beat them the last time they yep. came to Como. Uh, then you go to Kentucky. Of course, you got the game with South Carolina. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, get your bye week. Then you go to Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home, at Arkansas. Expectations for year four of the Drinkwitz era. And how do you feel the 2023 schedule shakes out uh, to give Mizzou fans that breakout season they're all looking for? Well, it's certainly nice to have like Tennessee and Florida at home. Um, they're, that's, uh, those are tough matchups always in the East. Um, so that's, that's nice. Um, and like I said, we've got an opportunity to really come out of the gates hottest that Kansas state game. We should we got beat pretty handily by Kansas state last season. It was one of those games that, um, it's the game that Brady cook got hurt in. And it is also the game that, uh, I think sent our season on a downward trajectory right out of the gate. Um, you know, we were old big 12 rivals with Kansas state. Um, and there was a lot of fanfare around that, that game. And then to kind of show up or not show up at all for that game was derailed that season. So that'll be a big one for us this season of that, of that early uh, group of games that you talked about. That's the one that's really the only one that really Missouri shouldn't be able to take care of um, or easily anyway. Um, I always say that you have to show up and win those games, but you know, they should be the favorite in all those games except for Kansas state. So They've got an opportunity to really start out fast, and they need to. They need to build some momentum because when you get in the teeth of that SEC schedule, you need to feel some confidence that you know what you're doing. And uh, especially it gives you time to settle your roster too before you really get into the teeth of your schedule. I think it works out well for Mizzou. Um, I think a lot of those programs are, are uh, have an upward trajectory in the SEC right now in the East. And so, um, you know, none of that stuff is a given, I guess is what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, in the past – uh, K- uh, Kentucky has had our number too. We need to get that monkey off our back. I know you'd mentioned the Arkansas stuff earlier this week. We're basically we own Arkansas, and then and uh, there was a, a a talking head who basically said that yeah, despite that we went beat them, that they're better. Well, that's been Kentucky for us. You know, we Missouri fans love to act like they're better than Kentucky, but Kentucky has owned us, and so that's another big one that uh, Eli Drinkwitz needs to um, win that football game, and. Uh, if he especially said he's going to get to that four SEC wins and you know, nine wins and gets to Barry Odom level of success, so maybe he can keep his job. So, Colin, overall outlook before we get to the game against South Carolina, the media picked Missouri to finish six in the SEC East. Immediate reaction to that. I, I was somewhat surprised to see them that low because there's so much positive chatter around the oh. Missouri program going to this year. Your thoughts? That's not surprising at all. That's not, not surprising, surprising at all. I don't think. Yeah, behind could, Florida, behind Florida, surprised me. Oh, listen, listen, uh, we could have uh, just take whoever Alabama has recruited this year, put them all on our roster, and uh, give us Alabama's roster, and the SEC media would pick us number six. And I mean, like, we are not phased by that. That is just the way we we are. I mean, um, you know, these papers down south do not think much of. Uh, what? Of that that, that, so that that's, is Colin. That's a great point you make. Like, why do you think? that Missouri is viewed almost as like the redheaded stepchild of the SEC. Like, oh, why we don't belong. We don't belong. Texas, We're not Texas A&M is not, you know? is not viewed in that same light, but Missouri is. I don't know. I mean, we have the fewest number of trailer homes in our state. 
um, the highest literacy rate in the SEC, um, uh, you know, infant mortality is not near as bad in this state as the others. I just don't think we fit. You know, we're not a good cultural fit. I think sometimes they think, listen, guys, there's plenty of pickup trucks with flags on them here. We're, we're, we're SEC. We got this. We're all, you know, we're all part of this together. Trust me, you come up here, you will not see a great big difference from Arkansas. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Maybe a little better dental hygiene, but not, you know, culturally, we're, we're SEC guys. I'm telling you, just take a trip to Missouri. You will find out and we'll be like, hey, these guys belong. Yeah, these, these, guys, have, these guys have used a bong before. Um, <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have shotgunned beers, you know I mean? They, that's this. So it's, it's all good. Colin, I love that, man. And like I said, hey, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I love the brutal honesty. And so when we're talking South Carolina, Mizzou, feel free to, again, you're not going to hurt my feelings. And I'll let you, you know, give it to the Arkansas guys on their show. But the question, the reason I say that, four straight wins over South Carolina for Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz himself has four straight, dating back to when he was the head coach at Appalachian State, and he beat the Gamecocks and Willie B. How does Missouri view the South Carolina program? Because I think what's so interesting about this dynamic and, and this game specifically, the, the Battle of the Mayor's Cup, right, as they've nicknamed it. And there have been some great games. I, I think what's really cool is to see this game sort of turn into a, you know, it, it's not a rivalry like South Carolina Clemson or Auburn, Alabama, but it's turned into a really fun SEC East rivalry because it mm -hmm. feels like the games are like always wacky, always weird and very entertaining. But how does Missouri view South Carolina? Because I know how South Carolina fans view Missouri. They look at Mizzou as that should be a win every year. We should never lose to Mizzou. I mean, I even was asked about this at SEC Media Days, and I gave the answer of, hey, South Carolina fans feel that way. But I also made the point that you've lost four in a row in the football field. Like, that's well, what you're really counts at the end of the day. That's what counts at the end of the day. So let me ask you this from the Mizzou perspective, because all I hear is the South Carolina perspective. How do Missouri fans feel about the Gamecocks football program? Well, I think, you know, if you ask uh, a fan, they'll say, oh, we're better than South Carolina. We ought to beat them every year the same as the South Carolina feels about us. If you want to be honest with it, I think, you know, the uh, the real fan who's paying attention thinks South Carolina is Mizzou. Mizzou is South Carolina. We are two We are two programs sort of living on that same level. Mizzou's had a little more success of late, um, maybe a little more stability in our program, but – Listen, we're fighting for the same recruits. We're fighting for the same station in this conference. You know, a SEC East championship for us is a big season. That's what we're going for. You know, we're not, if let's be realistic, neither of these programs is competitive for an SEC championship. You know, we're going to eventually run into the Georgias. We're going to run into the Alabamas, and that's and maybe we'll have one of those magical seasons, and we'll give those guys a run for their money. But we're not those programs, and we're we acknowledge that. And I like at least for my perspective most you know sort of educated mizzou fans look at south carolina as a brother from another mother like we are basically on the same footing hoping um, both hoping for magical seasons and we're both standing one another's way i mean when you talk about the difference between a great season a good season a bad season it's usually just a win or two and south carolina is a team you're going to face every year and you know if you're going to have one of those magical seasons you got to beat south carolina and south carolina says Hey, same thing. You know, we can't be what we want to be until we get this piss Aunt Mizzou out of our way. And so we're just looking for that. We're both in the way of having that magical season. And um, I think that's, and it, like you said, the games have been great and that builds rivalry. And I know South Carolina fans are probably throwing up in their mouth as I say the word rivalry with Mizzou because they're not rival, but they are. 
and again, let's be honest, we are, we're on the same footing. We're both going for the same prices. We're, we're rivals. And, um, and uh, like I said, I, I look forward to the South Carolina game because of that. There's certain, I basically, I much more look forward to the South Carolina game than I do the Kentucky game, you know, cause I, I, I look for that to be a good game. I don't really care about Kentucky. Not that I shouldn't, but you know, like, I definitely put more weight on that South Carolina game. I think most Mizzou fans feel that way because there is a bit of, of heat uh, between these two teams. And Colin, again, to your point, you look at this game kind of right in the middle of the schedule or kind of mid-October, if you will, a huge swing game, I think, for both sides. I mean, for South Carolina especially, but Mizzou also, because you look at the stretch that follows, you have your bye week after. Then you got to go to Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, then at Arkansas. So it's a tough slate to finish. Like you mentioned, that that this is a swing game for both sides that is so pivotal. Swing I can't game. tell you, I can't tell you, Colin, the amount of Gamecock fans that I've had tell me that Chris, our season won't be a success unless we beat Mizzou. Like that's how big of a <laughs> yeah, deal it doesn't it sound is. like a rivalry, does it? Right, right. I mean, I, mean I, I would say it is. I mean, listen, you have a trophy, you look at the games on the field, it has developed into that SEC East rivalry. But overall outlook of the ball game, I mean, I think there should be I mean, God, dude, if I was a Mizzou guy, I would say there'd be a ton of confidence. My head coach has never lost to you. Like, my team hasn't lost to you in forever. This is a defense that shut down the same exact weapons you're bringing back from last year. Granted, there's a new OC. The overall outlook of the game, you get this game at Como. Just thoughts on the matchup with the Gamecocks specifically this season. So, I think I, the way I would uh, say that is that I look at the South Carolina Gamecocks as middling. Mm-hmm. And – I think Mizzou has a above middling defense this year. And so you get two middling programs, you lock horns, it's going to come down to who's got that something special. And this year for, I think Mizzou, that that's something special is our defense. And I, that's why I'll pick Mizzou. And it's not because I think that we have world's more talent or that it's a much better program. And South Carolina, I'm like, listen, just objectively this year, Mizzou is going to have a very, very dangerous defense. And South Carolina's offense is just not that strong a unit, at least not yet. And I know Beamer's working on it, but I don't think it's shit. You know, it's not striking fear in the hearts of any program. And when a when a team like Mizzou is has the defense, if it has the defense we expect it to have, you know, South Carolina honestly should be a bump in the road. Now, again, I'm not saying we're going to win. I'm not saying I guarantee it, but it'll just as I look at it on paper, I'm like they just they're going to have a hard time handling Mizzou's defense. Again, Colin, swing game, I think, is the best way to put it. One of those quick games in the SEC that really makes SEC football so much fun and what it is. Colin Anthony of the Mazadcast, check him out. Hey, let everybody know, Colin, where they can check out you guys' work. Yeah, we're on, uh, obviously, on Twitter, uh, at Mazadcast. You can email us at at mazadcast.com, at Gmail. Um, We're on threads now. We're on Instagram. We're basically anywhere you can find uh, your – angry uncle making political tweets or posts that's where we're at you can find us there too so um yeah go ahead and look for us there at at mazodcast colin i appreciate you taking the time man let's definitely do it again soon yeah no problem thanks a lot